Hi there, podcast fans. Something a little bit different for you this week. So last week, we got the very rough news that Loud and Quiet, the brilliant music magazine here in the UK, were struggling to survive. If you've never heard of them, uh, Loud and Quiet's a 15-year-old magazine. It's an absolute staple of the independent scene here in the UK. And as with many music magazines, they're pretty much entirely funded through advertising, mostly for festivals, for live gigs. And as you know, all those things aren't happening at the moment. So they're not really in a position to advertise in a magazine. So in an attempt to survive loud and quieter, they've announced a drive to get subscriptions. That drive has been pretty successful. It's got off to a good start. They are not there yet and definitely need more people to get involved so that they can mitigate the risk of closing and continue going on for another 15 years or a little bit more. So for this bonus podcast, I recorded a conversation I had with Stu Stubbs, the editor and founder of Loud and Quiet. I just wanted to talk about the mission they were on about the attempt to get subscribers why they want it a bit more of what's going on in the situation and i really enjoyed it i thought it was a really great chat i hope you enjoy it too if you do want to support loud and quiet there's a link in the show notes you can also go to loudandquiet.com but anyway it's about 30 minutes here's my chat with Stu. thank you so much for doing this and for coming on can you start like just for anyone who doesn't know a short elevator pitch on what is loud and quiet and why it exists sure so loud and quiet is an independent music magazine first and foremost we we have a website obviously these days and um we do podcasts as well but it started as a free fanzine that i made started making 15 years ago in my bedroom i just left university and um, it has just snowballed over the last 15 years into kind of a legitimate music magazine that we've always given away for free. It's available around the whole of the UK in record shops and clothes shops and universities and venues and, and places like that. But so, yeah, it is mainly um, most people know it as as the magazine, although there are some people that will just listen to our podcast, for example, and not necessarily even know that we have a magazine as well. Uh, so what situation you're in now so you know cutting to the chase right you put out a message last week about needing more support what is the situation yeah so the situation is i mean as i say we it's always been a free magazine that we've always given at given away part of that was due to the fact that in 2005 when i started it that you know the internet was really becoming a thing it was hard to compete with that so there was just this general idea that magazines were dying and if you ha wanted any chance of having a magazine, you had to just give it give it away. So we didn't really even think about possibly selling it. It was just, that was the decision almost made for us. And that has worked for us until now. Um, it's been getting increasingly harder to do that because advertising revenue, especially in print media, has just only been going in one direction since that very first day that we put out a magazine. But we've now hit COVID-19 has basically increased that drop off, well, to, to kind of the infinite degree whereby all of our advertising just stopped overnight. Most of our advertising comes from 
gigs and festivals and live shows there are some and some le- and labels record labels but it's mostly shows and those have all been cancelled obviously a lot of most of all of our advertisers really are independents fellow independents who don't have huge budgets anyway so the question we've been asking ourselves is what happens when this when this comes when we come out of lockdown and covid's kind of passed what are the chances of those advertising revenues coming back at all coming back a portion of portion of that we're not really sure so we've we have kind of come to this point that i think we were always getting to anyway really which is to say to our readers that we've that have really enjoyed the magazine over the last 15 years okay we can't be giving this away anymore we need people to subscribe to it and support it so last week we launched uh we we've spent the last few weeks well since lockdown began really working out a a subscriber package that we thought was good and reasonably priced and but could work for us and we could you know carry on basically so we we launched that last week and um yeah it's kind of the do or die moment for us really it's either we get enough subscribers and we carry on or we we don't and we don't really is the is the kind of long and short of it yeah so and what's your like motivation for keeping it going that's a really good someone asked me this the other day actually and i was like oh well i mean i'm so close to it you know i started it from my bedroom as a and i you know it's so it's just been my life for 15 years it's kind of completely defines me for for better or worse so you know to let it just stop is um it's just quite harrowing to me personally but i mean beyond that and beyond the fact that you know it is my livelihood and i love doing it and 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 it is really hard work but it's more enjoyable than it is hard work so beyond that i just feel like we've got such a great team of writers that write for it and we all love music and we all love it's a new music magazine you know that's the thing the, the reason i started it was because i wanted to feature new artists emerging artists and concentrate on that and I feel like now um, we've got to a point where I feel like we're doing a really good job of that. We feature loads of people first and the the support that we got last week and the, all the messages made us realise just how much people do appreciate it, which was lovely. It's so nice to hear. And it doesn't make it, oh, okay, maybe, maybe like this does mean something and it is worth saving beyond the fact that, you know, I like doing it. Like it does have a purpose within independent music, um, However big or small that contribution is, I think it is an important one. Yeah, it is that. It is when you get those supportive messages from people that you actually realise what an impact you're having. Because I imagine with you guys, because you are yeah, putting the magazine in shops, you'll bring a pile to Rough Trade or wherever, leave it there. The feedback that you get on a you know issue by issue basis isn't quite there necessarily you've got a million silent people reading it exactly yeah and you don't know yeah when you're dealing in a physical product like that you don't really know how much people do or don't like it you get the occasional message or you get you know get comments on on social media posts and things but you don't get that um yeah, that response that we got last week, which was really overwhelming. And I think also when you work in music or publishing or something that's niche and small, and you know, we're not huge. We're not, obviously we're not a massive magazine, which is why we're, we're doing this to keep going. 
you I think it's easy for you to think it doesn't really it's silly it's not it doesn't really matter it's not really important like you kind of feel a bit almost a bit embarrassed I've often felt very embarrassed about putting any importance on it because of course it's important to me but is it really important in the grand scheme of things and you know you can look at that two different ways of course saving a independent indie music magazine right now during the covid crisis is probably not the most important thing in the world you know it's not of course it's not but um but you know i think what this crisis is is making people realize is that the arts have obviously taken such a pounding in funding over the over the last you know few few years anyway but it's also a question of what do we value and like supporting the things like society. Now we have just got to that point, not to get, you know, really kind of pseudo intellectual about it, but we do expect everything for free now, free streaming, free gigs, everything we want for free. And and this crisis will hopefully reset that a bit and make people realize that, oh, if I like that band, I should buy that record. If I want that band to make another record, I should buy it. I shouldn't just try and get it for free if I if I can. Um, the same with magazines, the same with loads of things, I think. Podcasts, you know, support a podcast if you like it because it's great all, that we can get all of this stuff for free now. But something like this makes us realise that that doesn't actually work for the person making that thing. Yeah, 100%. Uh, there's a really nice piece at the end of like your letter that was sort of essentially announcing this situation where you're talking about this the COVID-19 crisis and how hopefully at the end of it people will pay essentially set a fair price for the things that we love you know mm, yeah. and yeah you know, we we're talking a little bit before we recorded this about you know times of crisis mean that people nail their sort of colors to a mast in terms of what they support and you know supporting you or you know supporting bands record labels is about seeing something positive or getting something positive out of what is un you know undoubtedly a global crisis you know i think that is you know such a strong message and definitely where people should be going with this and what people are responding to you know i think one of the things i noticed most or sort of what astounded me most about the call from loud and quiet was the support from record labels you know Mm. i first heard about it from rocket recordings paying for advertising on facebook just to support loud and quiet right yeah you know it's it's something it it just shows the power of printed media still to this day yeah i think it does yeah and it's um yeah i think you're right it it and I suppose that's the other thing with with music is that it's um there is a real community out there especially with like alternative music for want of a better word independent music and everyone right now seems to be looking out for each other we were talking just before about like the the band camp um scheme of waiving their fees like on friday and things and and that's just been great that you know companies are are doing are doing these things um and i guess we're just gonna have to wait and see that how many people can survive this essentially out of the support that's out there because i'm very aware of the fact that we're in this situation but so is everyone you know uh, our friends who put on gigs uh, or festivals or just the actual bands um are all kind of on the brink at the moment and 
they are going to be a lot of people are going to be saying to their supporters like and their fans like okay well, we need help to carry on going and of course everyone's feeling it at the moment because you know whether you even if you just as a music fan you know it's hard to support everything that you love right now all in one go it's just a shame that it's kind of come to this for people to realize kind of how fragile the music industry is essentially and how by a thread it's been hanging all this time you wouldn't necessarily know that unless you work in it in some way that essentially the model just hasn't been working for a long time and people have just been slogging themselves to death to just try and make ends meet, essentially. Oh, yeah. I mean, you work in publishing, which has obviously been struggling for, you know, years before, you know, Loud and Quiet became, you know, was even invented. But, you know, you think about all your advertisers, usually you're saying festivals, live shows, record labels, all those people work on, you know, almost non-existent margins are very much hand to mouth a lot of them you know a festival especially it misses one year the likelihood of it coming back the next year is pretty minimal yeah in a lot of cases you know so you have been you've been <laughs> yeah you have essentially been running a hard to sustain publication based on the models of hard to sustain events and industry and it is as you say everything's been hanging by a thread and it's taken something like this just to just wash that away within a couple of weeks ultimately and that's yeah that is a bit of a it should be a wake-up call to people hmm. yeah absolutely yeah so what so try to think a bit more positively about it. what what does sustainability look like for you for magazines in general i mean i think the, the magazine that I always look at and, I've, and, I, and I'm a fan and I really like the mag and I just love the way that they have built their brand, um, as they say, is Wire magazine because it's, it is supported by the people that buy it. I mean, they've done a very smart thing and, and maybe it's only smart retrospectively now that we're kind of having this conversation, but they've never given away free stuff. You know, they, if you want wire, you buy wire. If you, you subscribe to it or you buy it, they don't put all of that content online for free. They have, it's obviously very niche. The music that they write about is, you know, it's got a very core fan base, but what it proves is you don't need a huge, huge readership. You just need a really engaged one. You need one that is going to support you, that cares enough about the thing you do to support it and, and buy into it. And, I think we were always a bit like me personally, I've always been, as I say, a bit embarrassed to ask for that help. We're, at first we just thought, oh, well, there's no way people are going to pay for this thing because the internet exists now. So let's just keep it free. And then even once we got to a point where I felt like, well, this is really good now. And we, I've actually feel like this is worth some money to people. I probably just still felt a bit, I don't know, just, yeah, just a bit embarrassed to ask for it. But People who, if I speak to anyone who's thinking about starting a fanzine or starting a like a like something like a zine, essentially, the first thing I say to them is, "Don't give it away." I was talking to the guys that run So Young magazine, and they, you know, they it's always been paid for, and I was like, "That is the way to do it. Like, it's just better to do that, and um, and that is sustainability now. I think because." The advertising model, it's been a, it's a slow death, but we can't compete. Not, I mean, a magazine can't compete with um, 
Facebook analytics or Google analytics for advertising and pinpointing who you want your advert to be served to. I mean, of course we can't because even a website that has is way more advanced than, you know, with, you know, click rates and everything tracking on it that can't compete with Facebook. So how are we going to do it as a, as a magazine? So you kind of have to, you just have to get to that point where you say to the readers, will you support it? And of course the worry about that is that they might all just say no. And that's the, that's, I think probably the fear. And that's the reason why I've, it's partly been in being embarrassed and partly it's just been the pure fear of putting that question out there and then we'll say, no, thanks. We don't like what you do enough. And you have, and then you have to say, oh, okay. But you know, we've just got to this point where if that is the case, when, you know, we've asked this question last week, if that is the case, then at least we know, you know, we're not kidding ourselves anymore. Um, blindly just putting this magazine out there and kidding ourselves that it's something that is essential for people. One of the interesting things that you've done that, you know, was a, was avoiding a mistake I'd made, but also when I was running magazines, but also is a, is something that is, goes against other magazines, you know, people like the enemy is you've actually been upgrading. So you started with that, you know, that zine, you then went to like newsprint and then you move from newsprint to what I'll naively call a proper magazine, you know, mm -hmm. like a fully beautiful thing. So what's stopping you from essentially regressing cutting costs? Is it the, idea that you know new music should feature in this you know beautiful publication or is it just a just a desire not to go backwards yeah it's kind of a desire not to go backwards it's like my own stubbornness of um of the reason we ch the reason we upgraded from like the newsprint paper to what it is now which is like it's stupid really because we print on there's like three different papers we didn't we don't really need to do that but myself and lee who designs the magazine lee especially is such a paper nerd and he's like he's our designer and he does such a beautiful job of making it look so nice that i felt i've always felt like well we should try and print it as as best as we possibly can for his design to look as a, as as good as it can um so it does cost a hell of a lot more now. But when we did that at the beginning of 2018, and that was partly to try and attract subscribers because we'd, we'd located this problem, like, look, advertising's not going to last forever. We do need to get some people who read it to, to pay for it. And we knew that it was going to be hard to get people to pay for a newspaper, like an old-fashioned inky newspaper, because... And we wanted people to keep them as well. We wanted people to treasure the copies because we feel like the amount of work we've put into each issue deserves to not just be thrown in recycling, you know? So that was why we we upgraded it to try and get people to think, to subscribe to it. But again, we were like mismanaged it a bit, really, I would say, because we put it out there. We kept printing loads and loads of them and we, or as many you know as many as we could afford so we made it it was still as readily available for people to not really need to subscribe to it they could still get it for free quite easily and we were just kind of still a bit too embarrassed to say please subscribe or we're doomed um we just thought oh people we just thought people might think oh this is worth subscribing to now um we did quite well over the over the two years that we that up till this point in with that being the case of just 
marketing it a little bit and saying you can subscribe but we weren't we weren't brazen enough we weren't blatant enough to just say look please subscribe or or you know we we can't carry on so in a strange way this current situation might be it could very easily be a thing that kills us but it also might be the thing that could make us survive longer than we would have without this happening because it's given us it's forced us to just be really honest with people and just let them know that you know it costs this much to make and we need to charge a price on it now yeah i think you know people will value it more if they're paying for it i guess how are you feeling confidence wise of hitting or not hitting you know your target so i'm feeling i'm feeling confident dare i say it the the so so what we're recording this on sunday it was announced on tuesday we've had like an incredible response and we're about halfway towards our target already a lot of those came in the first day so you know it, it's it's going to tail off and we're going to have to keep banging on about this for the next month or so to try and get there. The target that we've set though, is one that still, um, it, it gives us a foundation. It doesn't, it doesn't get us completely out of the woods. It gives us, it, it basically means we're now only half dependent on advertising because advertising is still a thing people will still be advertising in the magazine it kind of makes us go right okay if this ends and only half of our subscribers come back half of our advertisers come back then we're going to be okay because we've got half of that is going to be made by our new subscribers so i'm confident we're going to hit the subscriber number because people have been really great and i think people are starting to see the worth in it um I'm still concerned what the situation is once this ends in terms of advertising. Partly because in terms of companies, are these companies, these great independent companies going to be able to survive this as well? Like, you know, they're certainly not going to have had budgets if they don't, if that festival's cancelled and never exists ever again. Um, and even if they do, even if they do, and they are still like advertising in a in a in a magazine, is probably not going to be top of their list to spend the money they do have on. So we are still a bit touch and go, but I'm more confident now than I was this time last week by a, a long, long way. <laughs> good, good. Uh, the other thing, of course, is your distribution is also in a lot of trouble at the moment. You know, in terms of record shops, bars, clubs, all those places are shut, yeah. and you know even if you know we can start planning for live events or whatever else or you start producing the magazine you're not going to be able to get you know tens of thousands of copies into those places because you know they're not going to be picked up so that's another thing for advertisers outside of music let's say yeah yeah exactly yeah it's um we've we've currently planned that the first issue back will be mid august and that's partly in the hope that there will be some normality back on. But we'll see. I mean, the great thing is about this new model that is essentially people are subscribing for a year. And if that year starts in August and runs to next August, then perfect. Great. If everything's back up and running, then we'll get back to work and everyone will get their first magazine in August. Great. Um, but if it has to be September or if it has to be October then 
that's when it will run until the next October. So no one will like, people will still get their value for it. It's just, um, and we are in a position where we can batten down the hatches and just kind of stay quiet. It, it drives us a bit mad because we love writing about bands and music, but we can still do a bit of that on podcasts and digital stuff. So there are ways around it, but, um, but yeah, it's definitely extremely uncertain out there. Um, there's just so many variables at the moment that, you know, that cliche of one day at a time is is very true, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. And the favourite pastime of trying to predict what's going to happen in the next coming weeks and months that everyone seems to be an expert in, but yeah. absolutely no one has any idea what the, what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've given up on that now. I'm just, um, yeah, just just to see what happens so in terms of like uh the history of loud and choir what would you say are you know, some of your highlights for the last 15 years oh um well we've done so much because even we because i didn't have any idea how to make a magazine until i started making one it put me in a good stead to just do do other things like that um like we put out some tapes and then we put out some vinyl we put out the debut single for alt j back in 2011 um which was amazing because it went so well and that band who have become really great friends were um just you know they went on to win the mercury the next year that but we've started well we've done so many things there's that there's like the podcast we started a podcast in 2016 called midnight chats which i really love doing or actually you know the answer to this question is probably all really selfish things it's all like i've been on some really good trips um (laughs) to like foreign places which would never have happened um i've met so many amazing like artists that i personally really love like i met kim gordon um about just before the this happened um there's just i mean making the thing and we've been involved in so many festivals and the music industry is full of so many this is a terrible answer isn't it i'm just listing things this is just words um, well, i did i did ask for highlights and <laughs> by definition is a list of things right? a, a list of things um yeah i mean i i can't believe we're still making it Mm. um i think it shouldn't have lasted this long it should have maybe lasted one issue especially judging by the state of that first issue it probably shouldn't yeah. have, that shouldn't have even been shared with anyone um so yeah like the festivals i mean we've been to some great festivals and we're involved in end of the road and primavera and that's always a highlight of the year and that's one of the though you know, hopefully um, End of the Road is is going to be on this year because it's the end of the summer and hopefully things will be back to normal then. Primavera has been moved to the end of the summer. Hopefully that will happen, but it was cancelled. Those have been huge, like big disappointments. The gigs that have all been cancelled have been really like big disappointments and, and things. And uh, just the lack of summer. Um, but it, you said it shouldn't have got past one issue. It's managed to get through 15 years worth of issues. Mm. What about the next 15 years? What what do you foresee? In, I know we just talked about not predicting anything, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, God. I don't... I, I don't... I, I think in 15 years, somebody else should be... If it's still around, 
let's say it's going to still be around. Let's be positive. Yeah, I, I think um, I think someone else should be in charge of it rather than me, um, because I'll be fifty. When I be, I'll be fifty-two. I don't think I should be hanging out at the the windmill. <laughs> if <laughs> I don't, th- I mean, maybe, maybe I'm just saying that because I'm starting to get hung up about my age. But um, fifteen years time, I hope it's still around in some form. But we'll wait and see. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say it's around. I'm going to just be positive. Yeah, I, I mean, it'll be if. You know, let's say when or yeah, if or when you hit this subscriber number, you're gonna have paying customers that are going to demand it keeps going, right? You know, you're not gonna be able to quit it as easy as you can if you just drop a load of advertisers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I also um started feeling that pressure on Tuesday once we opened the shop and we started getting loads of people signing up. I it did change something in me. I was like I started to have this panic of like, oh, well, we can't ever stop now. And also, <laughs> I foolishly, part of the subscriber package is a homemade fanzine that I've made whilst we've been in lockdown mm-hmm. in the style that I made the very first issue of the magazine. It's like a black and white A5 printed on a home printer job. And... um I didn't really realize that I'm now going to have to print all these out and staple them all and make them all. And um, I'm starting to think it was a really stupid idea to include that in the package now, because that's suddenly now, that's my next two weeks is printing things and stapling them into the carpet and stuff. Yeah. How's your printer at home? I've got a, I've got a fairly new, it's, it's a lot better than the one that I, that I did the first issue on. Yeah. Um, um, but I think it's going to cost me a fortune in ink. The ink's really expensive on it. But I actually, I went and salvaged salvaged it from our office um, a couple of weeks ago because I knew I was going to do this. So I drove in and I kind of yanked it out of the wall and put it in my car. And I've, but it sat over the, uh, the other side of the room. Just what, it's ready. It's ready to go. Um, but I do have to assemble them all. And because, you know, it's double-sided. So I have to do one page, turn it over another page. It was a bad. It was a bad idea, Gareth, and I'm regretting it. Uh, well, it'll be all worthwhile <laughs> when you get all when you hit that target and you have to do them all. Each one will be like a pleasure to do if it keeps <laughs> yeah. you going, right? Yeah, each one will be a victory lap. Yeah, yeah. There. Uh, well, th- thanks so much for taking the time to chat. And no, thank you, yeah. Gareth. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I wish you all the luck with with hitting your numbers you know we need more places that promote and celebrate independent music i I know from first-hand experience how much people bands artists labels appreciate print and how readers appreciate print and hopefully during this we can prove you know that people there is still appetite for music magazines and for great music journalism and for supporting bands labels everyone involved in it I hope so. Thank you, Gareth. Thanks for having me on. All right. Cheers, mate. There you go. Hope you enjoyed that. It's something a little bit different for this feed, but I really enjoyed my conversation with Stu and really, really believe in the power of music magazines. If you can, please do support them. Ensure they can keep going. If you go to loudandquiet.com, you'll be able to find a link there. You can also click a link in the show notes. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, 
swipe or click or get beyond the cover art into the notes there's a link for you there as well if you have a feedback on this show it'd be really good to hear from you positive and negative you can write to me gareth at independentmusicpodcast.net you can also message us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash independent music podcast as we actually talked about in the conversation you just heard getting feedback is sometimes really hard from listeners you know we know there's thousands of people listening we don't hear from the vast majority of them so yeah if you're enjoying the show do let us know it means a lot to us thanks for listening we'll be back for a regular podcast on monday stay safe i'll see you soon